Hi, everyone, and welcome to One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journeys in entertainment, helping to guide, answer questions, inspire, and motivate you in life and the business. My name is Marcos Luis, and I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. If you haven't already subscribed, please make sure you go down, click below, subscribe, share these podcasts because they're inspirational and they'll help you navigate your way through life a little bit. Click below. My guest today, very excited about, he is a musician, he's an actor, he's an all-around artist. He can play the hell out of the bass. Please welcome my friend, Osei Koiku. What's up, Osei? What's up, Marcos? Man, seeing you. All right, I want to start off by asking, just plain and simple, who is Osei? Who is Osei? Oh man, that's a that's a big. Who is it? <laughs> um, Osei Kweku, and who is Osei Kweku? Oh man, that's a tough that's a that's a tough question. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just I'm just a dude who's trying to get by on the phone. That's you know what I mean. It's, it's, the, 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 as long as the groove can carry me through life. Then I'm going to follow it. That's right. I hear that. That's why I'm a man who follow the groove. What's what's the groove? What's the groove? What's the groove of life? The groove is the galvanized, rhythmatic, oscillation-operated vehicle of existential. What? Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with uh, a while ago. That's good. I like uh, that. The groove is, you know, it's forward motion and momentum. Right. In life, in the universe. In life and universe and vibrations and how they will carry us, you know, um, cycles. Cycles, yeah. Move us forward, move us sideways, move move us all around. And it's a continuum. Right. Where were you you born? Where are you from? Los Angeles, L.A. L.A. California. All right. I don't know if I'm not not allowed to throw gang signs. I'm sorry. (laughs) How long have you been in New York? Is that where you are right now, L.A., or you're in New York? I'm in New York. Yeah, I'm in Bushwick. Okay. For, um, those, for those of you who are listening right now, this podcast is broadcast out of New York, out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah, I came to New York. I came to New York to live in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's been eight years now. Uh, but I've always been bi-coastal. Like um, when I was young, my parents split. My dad lived in New York. My mom was in L.A. So every, every summer, I would spend all summer in New York. And then my parents would trade holidays. You know, so I'd spend one Christmas in New York and then the next Thanksgiving in New York. Wow, that's like a that's everybody's dream to have a little taste of both, both cities, LA and Yeah, New York. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm a city boy all around. You yeah. Know, major big cities. What's your favorite? Cali Cali Love? You got Cali Love or, or I Love New York? I always got California Love. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but people ask me that all the time. Like my whole life, I've been asked that question. And the thing is, they're just different. Right. They're just right. they're just different, and I love them both for different reasons. Like I'm, I don't love New York for the sun and the beach, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, definitely. Um, but I don't like. I, I, or, I shouldn't say I don't like, but I don't. Um, I don't revere or appreciate uh, uh, L.A. for s- snow and changing weather, and and just overall like grind. Right. Uh, the other thing is I don't work when I'm in LA. You know, when I'm in LA, I'm on I'm on vacation. I'm visiting my family. I'm just staying with family stuff for the time being. Visiting a couple of friends. I've never worked. Why is that? Is that by choice, or is that is that just how it works out? Um, it, mostly how it works out. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I can I, I came here out here for school. Um, so obviously then I would just go to LA and I'd be uh you know home for Christmas break or summer break. Um, and when I was in school, I wasn't getting work. Um, I was working a little bit in the city, you know, cause the network I built there, but I hadn't built a network out in LA. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's really more of a, it's really more of a thing. It's just when I, I don't have a network out there really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, and it's like, again, it's something I don't like if I were to move out to LA right now, um, I'd have a place to start, you know, I've got friends I can call. Right. Place to start, but mostly my network of working and musicians that I work with is here in New York. Do you feel like that's because you you went to school here and you know that's yeah kind of where you started your formative playing exactly. and gigging and stuff like that? Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, how's the New York life embraced you? What do you what do you feel about the New York life? 
music life and, and artist scene, I guess, because you're all around artists. You do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I mostly play bass and I'm a rapper. Um, how has it had, how has it embraced me? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Um, it definitely it definitely pushes a lot. You know, like when you go out, when I go out to jam sessions, like um, like the lesson, or there's a great uh, um, there's a great one, layer rhythm that used to happen at New Blue, mm-hmm. which was um, it, it was this this woman Simona Costa. She plays keys and she organizes. She has a whole organization called That House Party, though, which is which is dope, right? Um, and it's all it's all about it's all about the the entire experience of I don't want to say art, but just like stuff. Like it's all music, like there's music, and they have dance. Like the dance is never separated from the musicians, or never separated from the comedians mm-hmm. and the actors. You know what I'm saying? It's all one big party like that um so I'm, not, I'm saying all this to say that like when when i go to things like that these jam sessions you know these musicians are like elite and the things that, you know the, the music that's that happens like i was i was blown away i've never really experienced that before i you know in, in while i was in college and you know before, so before that i've never experienced anything like that so just seeing musicians on that level very much pushes you to be like, oh man, if I'm going to be here, like, you got to earn your spot. You really got to earn your spot. And they'll let you, like, the city will let you know when you don't have it yet. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Either, you know, either somebody will say it or somebody will be like, yo, let me get up there. Somebody will be like, yo, take a break. (laughs) You know, or, uh, or, or you just don't get the call anymore. You know, the city will let you know. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step up and, um, be where everybody else is at. Not do what they're doing, but you got to be where they're at. Right. You know? Interesting. How do you, how did this all happen for you? I mean, how did it all fall in your lap? You said you came from an artistic family. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your, your, your home life. You're growing up. You have parents that are both. Um, in the arts. Yeah. I came from a very artistic family. My mm-hmm. dad is an actor. Uh, my mom growing up. She, I'll say she, I'll say she is a dancer. She doesn't dance anymore. Mm-hmm. Physical, physically, she can't really dance anymore. But of course, she's always got the mind and the spirit. Right, yeah. Dance Once an artist, always an artist. Exactly. Yeah. Not just because yeah, you can't sure. physically do it doesn't mean you're not that anymore. Yep. Um, or weren't before you could physically do it. Um, but yeah, my mom was a dancer. Uh, her father is a, a painter and a sculptor. Um, his, his, set, actually, my mom's mom is was also a visual painter um and then my grandpa my grandfather's second wife was a poet wow. and a bass player at one time in her life um yeah so i come i come from arts <laughs> wow man you know, all around spectrum how did you get on the bass how how was, how the, I got how on was the, yeah how was the music the the choice for you you know okay so i think like um i know i know my mom's mom played piano I never saw her play piano though. Mm-hmm. I think I only heard stories of that though, right? Um, but I remember, I remember like when I was really young, like six, um, like five and six. I would like be in the bath, and I would for some reason have visions of me being a concert pianist. You know, doing the whole thing with the with the tailcoat. Wow! Wow! <laughs> tail, yeah, puffing it out and being in front, of, and and I would be in, the, and I just had these. You know, right? So I told my mom I want to play piano, and I started playing piano when I was about seven. And I got bored of it when I was nine. Um, but actually, I was, uh, and, and um, a couple things happened. Uh, but when I was about nine, I was still taking lessons. I had, this, I had this one piano teacher who eventually, he came out to my mom after a lesson and said, he's not practicing anything I give him. You need to get him on the bass. Because every week, he doesn't practice what I give him, and he just comes in with a new bass line. <laughs> That's <laughs> you interesting. Know? Wow. And, and also... So I think soon after that, I, I quit playing piano and um, I was looking for something else to play. I, was, I thought I wanted to play guitar because guitar is cool and girls like dudes to play guitar. Right, yeah. Um, and my friend had already been playing guitar and he had just switched to playing bass on a recommendation from his teacher. Like his, my friend's teacher put together a band of, of his students and so my friend was playing bass, right? And so I was thinking of 
switching instruments, I saw him play this thing that looked like a guitar, but it's not. And I, I didn't know what a bass was at that time. You know, this is about nine, 10 years old. I didn't know what a bass was. I'm seeing him play it. It's kind of like a guitar, but it's only got four strings. And it's this, I don't know what, you know, and I kind of got enamored with it, you know, so I picked it up too, to be like Damien. And, um, <laughs> and, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, he showed me, he showed me a couple of bass lines. He showed me, you know, Sunshine of Your Love by Green and like Paranoid. And at the time I was listening to like Black Sabbath. And I think Black Sabbath was actually the one that really got me to notice what bass was. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I was just enamored with this thing that was doing all this stuff kind of kind of low key though like you know the, the guitar is obviously in front right like there's a singer who's the front man the guitar is what everybody what everybody pays attention to um and even the drums are you know loud and they're just their their presence is known obviously um and i was just i just happened to notice this other thing that was you know the bass was going a different direction than the guitar and i was like it's just so low key in the cut but also doing all this crazy stuff and, and everyone's relying on it too. And I was like, and I was like oh, I kind of want to see what that's about. And, I, and, and then after that, I couldn't listen to a song. And that was the first thing that, was, that I noticed. Whatever the bass was, was doing, I, I just heard that first. That's interesting because I think, like you said, the drums, like people subconsciously hear the drums or you, you recognize the drums right away. But the bass is one of those things that you're grooving to, but you don't even realize it. Right. Until right. you recognize what it is. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Like my sister, my sister recently said that to me too. Like a long time ago, I, I, I pointed out a bass line or something. And it was like a couple months ago, she called me. She was like, oh, you're so annoying. Now I can't only hear the bass. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He told that's me that all I can hear is the bass. I'm like, well, it's powerful like that. That's that's what it holds a lot of weight. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I remember too because I started out playing in in uh, junior high school, but I started playing right. woodwind instruments. I started out playing the flute. I don't know how that's the right. flute came about. Never knew anything about the flute. Picked it uh, up, and I was like, doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah, 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 just brilliant. I could still pick it up today and play it. Then I sometimes to, it happens like it that. happens, yeah. right? Then I moved to clarinet. Then I moved to saxophone. I was going to say, I moved to clarinet. Yep. Saxophone. And I played alto sax. I played tenor sax. And then in, Damn. yep. And then eighth grade, I had uh, this new jazz teacher came in. He was a oh. brother. He came in on the scene. He was like, yo, man, you should be playing the bass. He was funky. I was like, yeah. right, I'll, 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 why not? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So the school actually issued, they issued instruments to the students. Right. So he got me a bass. First week I went home, I took it home, and I was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, I was in the all city band. I was killing it on the bass. Okay. Yeah. How come you never sat in at one mic night? I just, I don't know, man. I just never played it. After that, yeah, I never yeah. played anymore. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, definitely, I, I kind of went through the same thing, like in, in middle school. When I went into sixth grade, I went to this new school. And it, I mean, like it was new, like it was a school that was around for only four years. It was this new, like progressive experimental charter school. <laughs> Can I cuss on here? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Stupid ass, stupid ass organization. What they had done was they, um, it was called Renaissance Arts Academy. Maybe I shouldn't get myself on blast here. But either way, it's called, you know, they're trying to be the rebirth of the new way of teaching and stuff like that. What they had done is they bought this old vintage clothing store and turned that into a school. So there were no classrooms. Mm. There were no rooms at all. It was one big, like, basically a warehouse. Like if you had gone to men's warehouse and rented that out, right? And all they did was have tables where different classes were happening. Uh, there were no grades in any sense of the word. There was no ninth, 10th, 11th, 7th, 8th grade. No. I was 6th grade in class with 15-year-olds and 17-year-olds. And and um, they didn't give A's, B's, C's, or none of that. You wrote a whole lot of essays. I, I don't know what they... I don't know. But I remember a lot of people had trouble going to college. After that, after that, after that's interesting. No it, actually, now that you mention it, that's an interesting concept because if you have kids that are, you know, younger and kids that are older in school, the, the younger kids can learn from the older kids. I mean, you have an, you know, instant 
mentorship program if they're allowing you to be in the same classroom with them. Yeah. Concept. Yeah. Maybe if you cultivate that, but uh, if you just do that and let kids run wild, like, (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no. Then like there was some wild kids in that school. Like, like there was, there was, okay, let me finish one my one point first and then I'll get to how the school was. Um, I also want to say that, uh, so they, they made you, once you enter the school, they made you choose um, violin, viola, cello, or drama. You'd be a drama student. I chose cello. They also made you take ballet and karate. And I was in the Nutcracker in sixth grade. Um, uh, so I chose cello. I, was, I, I played the cello. And that was awesome for, you know, a year. Um, and I was supposed to go into the orchestra, school orchestra in seventh grade, but I left the school. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, I, I did love playing cello and um, I kind of wish I had stuck with it. But such um, is life. Such is life. <laughs> but either way, back to school. That school was hilarious. Man, the school was, like, I was in trouble all the time. And, like, whenever you, like, whenever you were late to, like, for your first class, yeah. You had to sit in the middle of the school, like on the rug, like in the middle of the room of the school, <laughs> just like sit there for the hour, you know? Yeah. And then wow, until, until the next, until the next class comes, um, there was this one kid, man, who like, if you got in trouble too many times, they had your mom or a parent come in and spend the whole day with you and go with you to every class. Right. This one kid was so bad. His mom was, he had, you know, he, his mom came in with him one day, it was in every class and this fool, Took a safety, it was like in math class, and took a safety pin and pierced his ear, and it was just blood. No, <laughs> no, no. And his no. mom's like helping him. He just yes, she's like helping him dab it up. She, she didn't care. Wow. So this, yeah, he got in trouble so many times that after I left the school, I heard that he got expelled for peeing on somebody in the bathroom. <laughs> Discipline problem. I'm trying to illustrate the kind of stuff that happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Man, there was there was one kid I remember Clayton who was like one of like kind of the bigger kids. He wasn't that big. He was just like tall and like kind of tough. And this small kid, this this short kid with just you know bad mouth. One time, like I think I I, I again I didn't see it either, but he just he just like punched him in the jaw and straight up like un his jaw came uh dislocated, and this fool Clayton just put it right back in. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Yeah, I never experienced any of that in my schools. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a wild. School. That's crazy. They did not know how to handle those, wrangle those kids. That's crazy. Yeah. So what have you been doing during this time, during this pandemic time? You've been keeping busy. You've been keeping active, during quarantine. Creative? Yeah. No, nah, man, I'm watching TV, playing video games. No, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have, haven't. But um, yeah. no, it's this. This, this, this quarantine has been interesting um how so it's been it's been hard it's been like frustrating and it's been like you know the story of the 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 lion that was caged all his life and the first time it got free it it ran and ran and ran and ran and it died right didn't know how to stop he didn't know he was supposed to stop and he just wore himself out and he died when 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 the quarantine first hit um you know i was working at a bar and they said we have to shut down, but we're probably gonna come back April twelfth. So I was like, "Cool, good month off. This is finally. I just right. I have yeah. time. I, I can't work. I'm supposed to not work. So this is this is this is good. I'm gonna get all the way in my I'm, this album that's been in my mind the whole time. I'm trying to get down to writing and recording and everything. And the first the first month, um, I was I have like just recently gotten into into salsa and a lot of Puerto Rican. The, 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 the New York scene and the Puerto Rican guys and Afro-Cuban musics. And so I was transcribing a lot. That first month, I felt like I was 15 again. Right. Like I was just me in front of my computer. I wasn't learning for gigs. I wasn't, you know, I was I was just learning my favorite songs, just whatever song. I was, I was like, yeah, I was getting into it. It was great. And, and, and I, you know, I've, I've gotten better at, at playing that and at, at learning those musics and and, and exploring that, and I've gotten better. Um, but also, it kind of, um, I, 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 it's hard to explain, but I, I, I was not writing as nearly as much as I thought I would. 
Um, and I, I, I would start writing some things and I'd be like, oh, I don't like it or I don't know where to go. And it'd be like, oh, well, I have time. That's the thing. It's like, I got too much time. Wow. That's like, interesting. Oh, it's fine. I can work on it anytime. <laughs> I can come back to it. I can let the inspiration hit. I can, you know, but, um, so it's been, it's been tough, you know, it's been like strangely tough. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not getting to the things that I, that I want to do. But at the same time, it's like, it, it, and, then, and then some days it'll be like, boom, the energy hits. And I'm like, and I'm like down in the basement and I'm playing and I'm playing all this stuff and exploring right. Ooh, right. And, I'm, and I'm writing. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been very, very, very up and down. Um, but I will say this, it's been great for my input. Um, what do you mean? I, I, learning i've been mm -hmm. i've been i've been reading right. i've been right. i've been doing research like right now what i'm working on i'm doing research on on the 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 music the evolution of the music of the african diaspora mm. okay yeah all of us who you know come from the ancestors who came here by the boat um i just i just want to learn more about it, it just hit me that there are there are more black people in South America than there are in mainland America. And something I didn't really put together till right. these past few months. Do you feel like this whole quarantine uh, situation has sort of awakened uh, that movement in general, the Black Lives Matter movement, awareness of black culture, and it's, it's turned on you know a lot more people to that situation? Maybe, I think I saw it a little bit before quarantine mm -hmm. happened i saw more people talking about afro latina and i've seen that uh, the, the the past year oh and when i mean year i mean i mean last march right. last like 2019 mm -hmm. i was hearing i've been seeing a lot more on social media you know about afro latina and recognizing afro latinas and and more so uh afro latinas recognizing their african ancestry Right, you know, because we all know a bunch of Dominicans who will say they're not black, and a bunch right. of Puerto Ricans who will say that they're not right. black, and a lot of Cubans, um, and Cubans, yeah. Which look at what's Cubans happening. Look, come on, look at what's happening with the elections right now. You know, today we're going through through the elections. Who do you think in Florida is voting? For Trump? Right, it's a lot of Latinos. Right for Trump, I know it's a lot of Latinos right. for Trump. It's yeah. just, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, that just that just very much interested me. Um. Mm -hmm. And I, so I figured that I want to learn more about African music that's outside of America and the evolution of that. And because, and I think my my kind of my goal for learning all this is to is to connect black people of that diaspora more because we're disconnected. Like I said, you know, they think they think they're not black, and also I I think we think they're not black too. Hmm. You know, like um, I, I was saying this to my mom uh, not too long ago that um, I would see like old black women like speak Spanish and be like, oh, okay, well, she's Spanish or, you know, right. whatever. I, and I, I just didn't put it, I, for some reason, I just wouldn't like, clearly, she looks like me. She looks like my grandmother. Right, just sure. She speaks Spanish means she's not black. She's not actually black. Um, and I realized that's just wrong. And so I, I would like for more black people in America and across the Americas to recognize each other as we are African. Right. You know? and, we should, I and I feel like we should know more about each other's musics. We, like we absolutely should. And each other's culture. And I think that, um, you know, I just had a, a psychotherapist on one of the last episodes and he's from Guyana. And we were mm -hmm. talking about the realization of some of the people who come from Guyana and come from countries, you know, who were, you had the slave trade, you know, embark on their countries and they come here with a dream and a hope. And then they get here and they realize, well, first you got to deal with the problem of being black. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Where you're from, that may not be a problem, but you're a black, you, you have to, you're known as a, you're going to be a black American. You have to, you know right. what I mean? deal with right. all the problems that black Americans have to deal with first. Right. Right. So there's definitely right. a connection. You got to reconcile yeah. with you are black. Or yeah, absolutely. If you don't think so, they're going to, they're going to treat you like you are. Yeah. You know, 
they're going to treat you like you are. They're going, you know, so you got to figure out. I don't know. I'm not an immigrant. I don't know what that feels like. Right. That's a real um, issue. Yeah, it's, it's just a real thing. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a dream of mine that we all become more connected in that way and know more about each other's culture. Because cause the other thing is, like, in, 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 in salsa and all those South American, they are, at least their, their, their music is far closer to the motherland than, yes. than ours Absolutely. is. Absolutely, yeah. In the clave, their awareness of the clave, their... Uh, you know, Bambe is all up in it, and they, I mean, and literally just from the use of the, of like congas and and bongos and, and percussion, you know, um, the rhythm never left, right? The rhythmic principles. Uh, we are, I think, I think in mainland America, we are, we are a little, we are definitely more disconnected than they are in South America, um, but we have our own clave, we have our own, you know. Um, um just the, the, the rhythm and and the rhythm, all the yeah. rhythms and the and the and, and and um and um harmonic concepts are all there sure you know they're like inherently there in our dna i just i would love if we could turn the switch on and become more cerebrally aware of them right right you know i mean you can you can talk about jazz you know which came from who started from the whole thing too, you know, it's a little bit different. It's, it's based on improv, but rhythm, you know, blues. Yeah, so I'm reading a book right now called uh, Music of Black Americans. And um, it doesn't even get to jazz to like the middle of the book or like, you know, so I'm not, I'm not close to there yet, but mm -hmm. the whole beginning of the book talks about Europeans who explored West Africa um, uh, in like 1817 and 1825, those Europeans who noticed you know, a lot of it is improvised, and they were like, amazed by it. A lot of the music is just improvised. They'll right. they'll, they'll make up songs right on the spot, right. and and call and response. What do you think? That's what I'm saying. Everything we have is ancient, right? Yeah. Everything we have is ancient. You know, when we talk about so-called jazz. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm 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 part of an online school called the United Institute of Music Science, where we call it the music of the spirit. Because because improvisation is is totally you. It's nothing. Uh, I'm not gonna say nothing, but I mean like um, it's it's not you taking something and 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 playing what's what's you've heard before. But once you once you tap into the spirit and tap into your subconscious, you know improvisation is totally what it is you right now and in the moment. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, so that's why we call it the music of the spirit. Okay. And and what we teach is that it, it was not born in New Orleans. And I think that something with improv, you know, just from personal experience, once you start improving and you said it's totally you, you, it takes you to a whole nother, you know, realm. It's almost right. like a spiritual connection that you have because exactly. you're, you're letting the music and the rhythm and the everything right. just take you and guide you through the music. Exactly. When yep. you allow yourself to be open, it's no longer your mind, right? And it's what is entirely feelings, and 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 that's what people feel. That's what that's what brings connection between people. You know, is is, is expression of feelings because we all feel that, and then we can share the energy. When the energy is when the energy is shared, like it, it, you can really feel that in the room, right? Really feel that in the space. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and that's what art does. That's exactly yeah. what art does. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you allow yourself to, to be open, which is hard. It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy, you know, because humans, we are creatures of habit, right? And right. They're cerebral. It's easy for us to overthink, you know, so it's not, it's, 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 it's not at all easy to let go, you know, let go and let God. And let go. Yeah, exactly. It's not easy. Right. You know, it takes a lot of trust. It does. It's hard to trust yourself. It is it's hard, and that's how we move forward. You know what I mean? That's, and that's exactly how we move forward. Right, right. So yeah, you, yeah. We have to trust. You have to trust yourself and trust people around you. And once that trust is there, you can you can feel it. I can't describe it, but right. you know, it's, it's, And you also have to have a little confidence too. <clears throat> you know, and and I think relating back to what I was asking you before, what have you been doing during the quarantine time? 
you know, that's what this podcast, that's how this podcast came about. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's trusting that I have something to offer everybody else, you know, hopefully mm. some inspiration, hopefully some, some motivation mm. and, you know, just offer myself and trust that I can give people something good. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's why I've like, has been up and down for you as quarantine. It's like, I keep battling the trust of myself. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's a real issue. I mean, I think that's something that everybody battles with, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it too has to do with, and even just living here in New York, you know, going back to what you were saying, you go to these artists collectives and you see these people playing, you're like, man, am I good enough? Or, you know, right. and it's, you know, trusting yourself enough that you are good enough, that you right. are good enough. You you know, like that, you're not, that you're in this space for a reason. Right. Exactly. You're not here by accident. You're not, not here by chance or by luck. I mean, you know, maybe a little bit of luck, but you're, you ever feel like, you ever feel like New York itself, New York, the city has put any, any pressure on you just to, to be, to exist, yeah. to, how so? Has put pressure on me to, to, to be or to exist. Um, I mean, okay, so let's say just by a simple, a concrete thing, it's literally like, like taking the train, right? Like you have to manage your life based around how long it takes to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, and often that means I'm sometimes, you know, planning things while I'm on the train and wait until I got service. You, know, you got to make sure that you can, that you can say yes to the gig and the rehearsal in good time. You know, um, so in, in, in ways like that, yeah, I think, I think it pressures you to, um, or it has pressured me to very much be on top of correspondence, you know, with people, yeah. um, and, and, and not just, not just communication, but, you know, literally getting places, getting from one rehearsal to the next, managing your time that way. Right. and managing time for yourself because there was a there was a there was a point at which like two years ago i was working two jobs and like four or five different bands that rehearsed weekly that i realized i was i had not made any time for me to just relax i was working monday through sunday every day i had, i made sure i was doing something which meant i was like not eating right or not eating you know in good schedules and not sleeping in good schedules so you know it, it definitely has taught me like it's good to chase work it's good to get work yeah and stay connected in the network but you have to make time for yourself you have to make time yeah yeah and you can't you cannot only whatever whatever if you're an artist or creative actually i think whoever you right um you can't only do what you do for work right Right. If you're, I'm a musician. I can't, I can't just stay in the basement and play bass all day. I, you know, I'm sure as an actor, like, how do you feel as an actor? Do you feel right, like yeah. you read scripts or, or like practice monologues? Hell no. I mean, honestly, the quarantine, this quarantine time has allowed me to do more of that. I finally was able to catch up with some things. Listen, this is in this last six or seven months has been the most that I've ever learned since I've been mm. in New York because. Mm. I've been able to take webinars like crazy. There's so many mm. free things happening. I've allowed mm. myself to create some things of my own, create my own content. I've allowed mm-hmm. myself to see some people perform that I haven't been able to see. Right. You know, and I've just kept learning, kept learning. Every day I get up and make myself learn. I force myself, you know, to right. learn. And it's it's not I don't even want to say force. I allow myself. Right. You know, right. I need it. I deserve right. it. And that's the balance that I have now. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yeah, I still have to yes. work. But you know what I mean? I, this this has been a great time for me. It's been a great yeah. time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's been it's been it's been interesting. That's why I, I can't say it's been bad or it's been good or it's been because it's not. It's so many things. It's like confusing and it's frustrating, but it's also relieving and relieving, yeah. and freeing. But also like you know, I'm always worried about the next couple months. Like and that's like that's what really uh, I've I've gone back and forth is like um, especially while I'm still getting six hundred dollars. Right. every week yeah um was like um i want to be able to live in right now and be content but i'm always worried that i just won't have income three months from now exactly the uncertainty of the future and it's like that right. that that bothers me 
I, I got like even even though I've got my rent paid right now, even though I've got my rent paid for next month, I'm worried about three months and four months from now. Right. You know, I don't want to have to move out because my money got too low. Oh, um, right. Well, I think we're all we're all in the same boat on that one, you know, because we don't know what's happening. We don't even know what's happening tonight with this the elections. Right. And that's that's a lot of pressure. But the, the, the thing is, is whether one candidate wins or the other, we still gotta get up and go to work and we still gotta function. We just have to find a different way to make it happen. You just got that's, right. That's the bottom right. line. That's the yep. bottom line. And in the <laughs> meantime, it's what do you what do you do in the meantime? You know what I mean? And and, and you yourself, you're talented focus start your own business man you know what i mean like start your own thing online start your own you know that's what i'm trying to figure out exactly what it would look like yeah and right now i'm focused on this album that's it Um, right i'm I'm pretty focused on this album and a couple things actually actually i've started writing a movie too with one of my friends love it it's gonna be awesome love it um so i I, I know an actor i I know an actor Uh, tell him, tell him, get the story. <laughs> I got to he has to send his headshot and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's a right. headshot and, uh, and a resume. All and right. We'll, you know, we'll be in touch. Um, <laughs> have, have your manager call up. All right. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, oh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, I think um, that's what this, you started a script, and I think that's what this time is for. I think the universe is allowing us this time to do that stuff. Yeah, passion projects. I've been, Absolutely. I've been, I've been allowing myself to, um, to, to, be cool, like calm down and and dig into the passion project. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not making you money right now, dig into the passion project and right. go 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 with it. Go for it. Do a whole thing. And then and then I'll be able to present it to the world. And and we'll see what happens from there. You know. Right. Yeah, but at least at least I'll have some practice in something. I don't know. Yeah, and it's another thing is I don't know. You I'm just gonna know. do it just because yeah. it feels good right now. That's right. That's I don't right. know anything else. I know this, and I'm just going to do that. That's it. And and the thing you, I think we have to remember is, number one, we're not in competition with anybody. Two, we don't have to prove anything to anybody. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So if as long as you keep that under your belt, just do what you want to do. Put it out there. See what the response right. is. Right. You know? Right. Right. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Still, it's hard to say that that's just it. <laughs> you know? It is or it is. That's it. One minute and then the next minute, I'd be like, ah, but what's it worth though? Is it really, you know, but, you know. Right. But, but then that takes you down a whole nother avenue too, because then you start learning about more about your passion project project and how to make it better if you want to, if that's something you right. feel like. It might open up a whole new door. You might, you might be the next big screenwriter. You might have <laughs> so many stories inside you. You know what I mean? Right. And that might right. be a whole new, listen. I'm in an off-Broadway show right now. This dude, I met him as a musician. Mm-hmm. He has written three stellar shows right now. Like all of a sudden, wow. and I'm casting one of them. This is the most brilliant role I've ever had. Wow. And I, and I say that without even blinking. Wow. Wow, so that's amazing. For him, you know what I mean? He's working on number four right now. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this is so a time to venture into yep. whatever comes into whatever your heart. Whatever you want. And you never know where it's going to take you. Like, don't be like, I don't do that. Right. Do it. You know, you can't do it. And I totally can. I've never written a script. I mean, I've, I've, I've started writing a script. I've read a, I've you know, written a spec script years ago that I still haven't finished. Um, but uh, me and my friend, so with this script, you know, me and me and my friend, we're part of a show called Functified, um, which was an online, I mean, I'm sorry, online. it was a, um, a dance concert mm-hmm. it was a, it was a dance concert and it was all about um basically basically the birth of hip-hop through the, through the dance it was this this legendary philly uh breaker rennie harris uh who who's like he is the guy who brought street dance to the theater this. see this shit i'm already interested in it <laughs> yeah, you know what dope. i'm saying like, yeah that's what i'm saying it's and we love it it's a dope yeah i'm up there singing he's he plays drums and he's singing you know um and and so it's all about you know the last the last bit of the seventies as the dancers ushered in the hip hop era. Right. Um, so taking not inspiration from it, but um, uh, loving the show a lot. And both of us are purveyors of the funk and, and we love the funk and we, uh, we, we abide by the one. So uh, we decided to write our own tribute, our own ode to the funk. 
and that's that's what we're doing. So we're essentially writing a funk opera. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's I like what it's that. That's yeah. it. That's it right there. All right. Listen, man. And, I can... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, I, I I never I didn't think I was gonna be like this into writing a script, but now I'm you know I'm like creating this whole world. I'm like. I'm like in it. I'm like sometimes I'll, I'll you know I'll be writing for pages and pages, and then what sucks is like I'll, for days I'll be like I don't know what to do with it, and I'll be like uh, you know it's just it's it's kind of hard to that's, write dialogue. That's all right. That's the process. That's the process yeah. that all writers go to. And then what you do is like especially right now you get actors who are starving for work right now to read your stuff, do a live reading. This is how okay. it starts. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Right. This is exactly what I'm saying, talking about. 30 pages and scenes unfinished? Yep, whatever. whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you in a minute. Yep. <laughs> so you can hear how the process is going, and you hear, you get the feedback from them. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Okay. And that can help you along your way. Okay, okay. I mean, you make sure you get that NDA, that non-disclosure agreement from them. But yeah, you know right. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget the legal part of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cannot yeah. share this with anybody. Yeah. Can't share it with anybody. That's right. You know what's funny, man? I should. I don't know if I should say this. I don't want to out you, but I was. Uh, so I was on a TV show. I was on vinyl. Right. A couple years ago, and um, they had to sign an NDA. They said you can't take any pictures on the set. Yep. And so I was abiding by it. I took. I put my phone away. I wouldn't touch it. All the people there. Everyone else in, in the band is like taking pictures. They're getting together. Let's take the picture. I'm, I'm like, oh. are we supposed to? Did you sign it? Not. I was, I was like, all right. Well, you know, whatever. I guess. I took Listen, one picture of myself. That's funny. The, the one one bit of advice that I've always gotten, I've always stuck in by. No matter what job I'm on, I'm always yeah. taking a picture for myself. Always. Right. right. I don't know how I'm yeah, gonna yeah. do it, but I'm taking a picture for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry yeah, if all I've, these I've all the casting directors and everybody who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth. Only, Somebody only gave me that advice. Right? Only in the dressing room. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't take enough pictures. I don't take enough pictures. I yeah, need to take more to. pictures. You have to document, um, document. Like in that show, Functified, right? The keyboardist, man, that fool's all over Instagram, taking pictures and videos. He's getting all of us. Obviously, you know, he's a keyboard player, so he can have one hand right. free. I can't really. I'm, I'm, I'm playing bass and I'm singing. I can't focus on anything else. So I can't get into playing. But still, it's like I can right. get pictures of the stage and the, the, the thing. But I just, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I've never been that one who like, stops like when you take a photo op um but i want to be i want to be because i've you know uh, after 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 a couple years after having done a couple gigs you know over the couple years and shared great experiences i'm like damn i don't have any pictures to remember so it's like I, it's just a lot of stuff i just don't remember and, Me and too. It's just gone. i'm the same way i'm the same way i'm not the one to take the pictures you know uh-huh. but yeah you got to do it you got to do, do it, it. You gotta do it because you're gonna thank you're gonna thank yourself later. Right. Your future self will love that you took those pictures. Exactly. One more question for you: What do you think is happening in the future? I mean, there's so much uncertainty. I know you're playing with the band right now, and how you guys rehearse and all that kind of stuff. But what do you see happening once this is over? Will music be the same? Will the art be the same? Will you know? Once what quarantine or COVID is over? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a that's a yeah. The New York um, music scene, anything, because a lot of people, some people are leaving New York. You know what I mean? Like what? Black people from New York. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say that um, uh, we need to do what you're doing right now and, and, and get our content online. Get all of our work to be live streamed or just, you know, documented in that way because we got to make it work. We have to make it work. It's not safe. To get together people are doing it and it's, it's like whether we you know whether whether that will come back in the future it won't be three or four years five years down the line the way i see it you know so we need to make sure we have some kind of way that we can have concerts online and still provide the concert experience or the festival experience you got it. um i think that will be I, I really think that will be the new the new model, you know. It's just having it's just having a whole bunch of concerts online. I don't know why Coachella didn't do it because Coachella has live streamed their festival since 2010. Right. Yeah. So I, I was confused by that, but either way, 
Um, as far as I also wasn't sure why I, you know, I, I, I know a good amount of actors and I wasn't sure why I didn't see any of them doing um, like virtual plays or virtual. Uh, there have been, there have been. Have there been? Yeah, I'm not deep in it, so I'm, I'm in <laughs> There have been, there've been a lot of stuff. A lot of theaters have stepped up and, you know, put on shows and some are, mm-hmm. most of them are free. Some are paid. With, but, 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 but what I mean is with no audience, I mean, just film the actors or, or have me, like I'm here and you're there. Right. And I do my scene and you do your scene and put it together that way. Mm, yeah. I think that takes a little bit more, uh, yeah. Finagling a little more technical. Stuff. Yeah. It's I mean, gonna I just, watch, I mean, it's going to be hard. Well, you listen, I just, speaking of which, I just watched one uh, two nights ago with the Labyrinth Theater here in New York. They did a series of five, was it five short plays? Uh-huh. And they were filmed, there's like little short films almost, because they filmed them like, you know, little vignettes, little 20 uh-huh. minute or 15 minute live theater uh-huh. pieces that, that each member wrote. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So people have been doing it. People are still That's doing great. the concerts. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. That's what I'm saying. Like this time, people right. have been very creative in what they're doing. And right. like you said, I'm a little probably a little deeper into the acting scene than you, but I, you know, I see it, I watch it. That's great, and I would love to see that. I would love mm-hmm. to see plays online. Right. I would love to see concerts online. Um, obviously, it's not the same. Obviously, yeah. it's not. It's not. But you have the experience. Um, you can still get the. I I believe. You I'm just gonna say I believe. Yep. You can still have the exactly. Exactly. You know, um, Obviously, you know, it, it, you know, in the beginning, I could see how actors wouldn't want to get together in the same room or the same space because you know you don't know who's been where, who's doing what, and it's not quite safe. Um, but I think I, I really think there are ways. Like musicians, I'll say this: um, the first thing I was, I'm, I'm a musician, so the first thing I saw was musicians. But um, there was a group on Facebook called Steal This, where one person would just play some thirty seconds, a minute, or whatever. Right, and just right. give it out, and someone would take that video and and make a video of them playing along with it, and then and I, I, I can show you. There's a whole bunch of collaborations of people, you know, in the panels and doing things, right? So right. it's 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 very 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 possible and accessible right. to work together uh, remotely. And it is. Work it is. Is, is it is it is it quite is it the ideal? Is what we want? Obviously no. not. But we got to make it work. We have to make it work. Yep. We have to make it work. And if you can have a rehearsal, I have a rehearsal every week. I have two rehearsals a week, mm-hmm. you know, on Zoom. On Zoom? Yeah. You, you got to make it work. It works. Yeah. It works. It kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it does suck. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right? You just going to stop? No, man. No. We got to figure it out. Um, so like, what's going to happen? Right. What do you mean what's going to happen? That's it. I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. I mean, there's so much uncertainty. I mean, I'm sure the New York scene will bounce back. It has to. You know, we're it, strong. Eventually it will. Eventually it will be safe. You know, there will be a vaccine. I'm not taking the beta vaccine. I'm going to wait till that vaccine is like 2, 3.0. Right. Me too. <laughs> Before Me too. I take it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and even then, like, even just because I take it doesn't mean everybody has a hold of so many anti-vaxxers. Exactly. That's the other thing is like, even when the government declares it safe, even when the, the, the doctors declare it safe, I don't think people are going to trust each other right. to be out. So this is going to be around for a, 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 a for long a good while. Yeah. Y'all getting yeah. cabin fever and going out and having your Halloween parties, which is stupid, in my opinion, you know, uh, but... Y'all better, you know, stick around for the marathon, y'all. That's like, right. It's not, it's not a, it's not it's a not, two-week quarantine. Exactly. It's not over yet. It's not a 2020 quarantine. Right. Talking about, you want 2020 to be over. It's still get going. To, you better put on your pajamas right. and get cozy. Exactly. This is it. Tell me, man. This is it. That's it. All right, man. I could talk to you all night, so I appreciate your time. Know, tell man. tell everybody how you how we can get in touch with you, how we can reach out to you if we want you to play in the music and all that stuff. Um, well, uh, so I got a couple things going on. I, I, my personal Instagram is Boogeyman Productions, Boogie underscore Man underscore Productions. Um, if you want to follow me there, 
Um, I'm in a band called Black Licorice with the, with the great, lovely singer Kita P, who you introduced me to um, at, at the One Mic Night. That's right. Uh, you know, open mic with Dad. Um, and she, so you can find her at Kita P Music. Um, look for her everywhere. Please, everybody, look for Kita P Music on Spotify, definitely, definitely on YouTube, on Instagram. Uh, I'm also in a band called Civilians. And we are working on our second album. My roommate, Tom, guitar player and excellent engineer and mixer is mixing it right now. You can follow us on Spotify and on Instagram at civilians.band. Um, yeah, about it. You can't get my Facebook. That's for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. There you have it. Make sure you reach out to him at Boogie Man Productions. Boogie underscore man underscore productions. B-O-O-G-I-E. There you go. Drop him a line if you want to check out the music or hit him up if you want him to play. You can follow us at One Mike Night. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E on all social media. You can follow me at Marcos Luis on everything. M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. Thank you for joining me. You can also watch this video on our YouTube page at One Mike Night. Go there. Make sure you subscribe to that because you don't want to miss any of these episodes. And I thank you all for joining me for One Mike Night, the podcast with Marcos Luis. Out. So much, Marcos. Yes, thank you. Amen. Good night. Yeah, you too. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. <laughs>